Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 22nd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. Yesterday, we started more or less a two-part devotional. We're going through the end half of Hebrews chapter 7. And in this passage, the author of Hebrews is connecting and finalizing his argument about why Christ, as the great high priest in the order of the Old Testament priest Melchizedek, is better than the Levitical priesthood. There's a lot of context that we had to take in and figure out, and it doesn't stop with today's episode. We need to further dive into this uh, ritualistic sacrificial system that the priests in the Old Testament had in order to dive into our text today. But today we're going to finish up chapter 7 and wrap up this idea of Christ in the order of Melchizedek. So let me read our passage for us today. I'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Hebrews chapter 7, verses 20 through 28. And it was not without an oath, for those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath. But this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, you are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in offices. But he holds his priesthood permanently, because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need, like those high priests, to offer sacrifices daily, first for his own sins, and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weaknesses high priests. But the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. Let's pray together. O God, you have been made perfect forever. For all eternity you will reign as the great high priest of your people, as our king, as the one who has gone for us, passed through the heavens, who has sympathized with our weaknesses and in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. And here we are as New Testament people, as part of a new covenant, the one that you guarantee, enjoying all the blessings and benefits that you have given us by your death. Lord, as we look at this passage and we finish up Hebrews chapter 7, God, won't you help us today? Amen. Well, like I said in the intro that was sort of long, we are finishing up chapter 7 today and this idea of what it means that Jesus is in the order of Melchizedek. And right away in verse 20, through the end, we're talking about this oath. What does it mean that Jesus was a priest by an oath and the Levitical priests were not? That's kind of what the author of Hebrews is trying to wrap up in this last part of chapter 7. The former priests, the priests in the line of Aaron, the Levites, were not under an oath. Throughout our passage today, the former priests, as they're called, there was many of them that couldn't continue on in their office because, well, they kept dying, our text says. Also, they had to continue to offer sacrifices daily. First, they would have to cleanse themselves and offer sacrifices. Only then, they could offer sacrifices for the sins of the people. And the author of Hebrews is contrasting them with Jesus, who was under an oath, an oath that was made by God the Father that said, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, 
that you are a priest forever. Verse 22 is a striking statement. It says, this makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. And for us as New Testament believers, we read this and we probably could just pass over verse 22. But think about the audience that the author of Hebrews is writing to. He's writing to Hebrews. He's writing to people who are looking back on their old lives as Jews and saying, hey, that's starting to look real good. The author of Hebrews is trying to convince them that the old ways are need to pass away because Jesus has come. And he makes this shocking statement in verse 22 that Jesus is the guarantee of a better covenant. And to a Hebrew, to a former Jew, how could this be? How could this be a better covenant than the one that was given to Abraham so long ago? The covenant made with Abraham way back at the beginning of Genesis is the one that these Jews would be the most familiar with. Sure, there's the Mosaic covenant and the Davidic covenant, but this is the one that the Hebrews would think back on as the great covenant. And the author of Hebrews claims here in verse 22 that Jesus is the guarantor of a better covenant under this oath from God the Father, that he will be a priest forever. If you are familiar with the new covenant, we get this language from Jeremiah 31, where God the Father, speaking through Jeremiah, promises a new covenant, one that will wipe away the old. And this is the one that we live under now, that Christ has inaugurated for us in his coming, in his life, in his death, and in his resurrection. We're told in our passage of the day that Jesus, as our great high priest, is constantly making intercession for us. The sacrifice he made, he didn't have to make daily. He didn't have to cleanse himself first and then the sins of his people. No, he did it to save us to the uttermost. This is a better covenant. This is a better hope. This is a better oath. Jesus is described as holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. If you, if you think about this in kind of like general terms, that's really just five ways to say exactly the same thing. He's holy, he's innocent, he's unstained, he's separated from sinners, and he's exalted above the heavens. Five ways to say that Jesus is completely unlike the priests of the Old Testament. And so then we get to verse 28 that once again reads, For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. My friends, our great high priest reigns as the perfect one. He's the guarantor of the perfect covenant, of the new covenant. As we move on into chapter 8, we're going to keep talking about Jesus as the great high priest, pretty much all the way through chapter 10, actually. We're going to camp out here because it's important. The author of Hebrews is expounding on this idea of Jesus as the high priest. And for us as believers, this is the linchpin of our faith. If Christ can't offer atonement for our sins, then he's nothing. Thank goodness. As the author of Hebrews is going to be telling us over and over again, it's not just that he was the high priest, he was the great high priest who has been made perfect forever. Let me close us in prayer. God, as we go today, Lord, we are so fast sometimes when we read scripture to just skip over verses that seem like nothing. Yes, verse 22 talks about Jesus in a great way. He is the guarantor of a better covenant. But God, how much do we need to think about that today? That this is a world-shaking statement. That the covenant that was made at the very beginning of the Bible is now made better by the blood of Jesus Christ. God, help us to understand these huge themes of Scripture. 
that flow all the way through it. All these different men were writing scripture around the same ideas, all talking about these covenants and the flow of redemptive history. What an amazing book. And what an amazing book we have here in Hebrews. God, sometimes he's difficult. The author of Hebrews is smarter than we'll ever be. He's taking passages from the Old Testament that we've never heard about, characters that we know very little about, and showing that these things matter. These matter to our faith. So God, as we go today, do so many things for us. Help us to meditate on this passage. Draw near, as is talked about here. Help us to grow in adoration for Christ, our great high priest, and grow in us in adoration for your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you tomorrow.